Now we've been here 40 years and we don't have any chance to get the communication with the First Nation. That's the reason why we got a gap to understand uh, what the nation lost uh, during the bus. Uh, your power's gone up, your groceries are gone up, everything's going up, and then you suddenly got to do a referendum. Many of them have been fed this misinformation about your land being taken, about you being uh, made to rebuy your houses from the Indigenous Land Council. There's some of the sounds from Western Sydney as people voted in the referendum on an Indigenous voice to Parliament. In the end, the geographic divide, as you know, was stark. Inner suburbs, yes. Outer suburbs, regional Australia, no. Now, Western Sydney is the most religious and ethnically diverse part of Australia. Across its 13 federal seats, the average no vote was 62%. So what accounts for this result in the multicultural heartland? Dr Rhonda Itawi is director of the Centre for Western Sydney. Broadly, Western Sydney is such a diverse region and the voting patterns of our residents also reflected that. So what we did find is that electorates with higher levels of educational attainment, such as Parramatta and Reed, registered greater support for yes at the referendum. And then we found that in other parts of Western Sydney, uh, like the Liberal held seat of Lindsay, which takes in Penrith, we recorded the highest um, vote for no at the referendum in the region at 69%. So we did see diversity across the region and one of our papers that we just released explores the breakdown across Western Sydney. Well, of course, we're not just talking about politically diverse Western Sydney. Just remind us of how ethnically and religiously diverse Western Sydney is, that great sort of arc that runs from Blacktown in the northwest right through to Campbelltown in the southwest. Our diversity within the region is one of our greatest strengths. It's similar to the diverse voting patterns of our residents throughout the LGAs of Western Sydney, there is significantly um, different levels of culturally and linguistically and religious uh, diversity that we find in Western Sydney. But overall, in the region itself, 35% of our residents were born overseas, which is uh, significantly higher than the national average. And 74% of our residents have one or both parents born overseas from around 170 countries. And we record that our residents speak over 100 different languages and dialects. So that's in terms of cultural linguistic diversity. When we look at religious diversity, 71.2% of our population nominate a religion, which uh, is significantly higher than the rest of Sydney and the national average. And we have more diversity in the religious groups that, that we record, so we have high proportions of Muslim, Hindu and Buddhist faiths uh, recorded in our region compared to the rest of Sydney and, and the national average. Given that diversity, Rhonda, given that Western Sydney is the religious and immigrant heartland of Australia in many ways, should we be surprised that there was, maybe we could say, caution among voters about changing the constitution? Yes, absolutely. So our Issues paper that analysed, uh, you know, a very preliminary analysis of the results over the weekend demonstrates the importance of education in being one of the primary factors really shaping the voting patterns of residents of Western Sydney. So thinking about that role of education and how that might have shaped the way diverse communities have voted, we do find that the education factor was more significant 
more so than multicultural backgrounds of our communities. Within our issues paper, we have found that some incredibly culturally and linguistically diverse parts of Western Sydney did actually vote yes, um, well above the national rate. So the role of diversity in determining the yes or no vote isn't as strong as as one might assume. Mm. I have read, though, some analysis, especially leading up to the referendum, that suggested for some recent immigrant communities, especially those from South Asia and the Middle East, to them, Australia represents stability. And, you know, given the, the experiences in their lives they are a little nervous about doing anything that they feel might change stability. Yes, absolutely. I did read some of those analyses as well. Overall, as I've mentioned, the role of education was very critical. And one of the question marks at the end of this referendum is whether the education delivered on what this referendum actually represents or what actual change would come about The questions around whether the education provided was appropriate for multicultural communities, whether it targeted those communities effectively, whether it used language and explanations that provided answers to some of those cautions is a critical area of concern. The need to engage more effectively with multicultural communities through education that response to those concerns is one that should be prioritised moving forward. Mm. The Yes campaign did point out that it had the backing of all the major ethnic groups and pretty much all the major religious leaders in Australia, not just Christians, but uh, towards the end, I think the local imams at some of the big mosques, and when we talk about uh, mosques, we're talking about places where people gather in the thousands, they were supporting Yes. Is there a question mark, though, now as to how representative some of these peak bodies might be of grassroots feeling? Yeah, that's right. I did see uh, very actually early support from communities like the Muslim community and the Daisy community, like Daisy's for Yes, that were emerging from Western Sydney at that grassroots level. What I can conclude from what we've seen in the referendum is like COVID-19, communities are receiving information from other sources beyond their leadership. The online space and social media platforms are providing a much more critical source of information for contemporary voters. So what we are seeing is that while leaders remain important for some of their communities, including in multicultural communities, information that informs voting patterns is being sourced elsewhere, in particular on the online space. Dr Rhonda Itawi of the Centre for Western Sydney, and you're with Andrew West. ABCRN helps you understand the world. Find more of our stories on the ABC Listen app.